What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. see my bag <laughs> your your ball bag oh no you're so we have a uh, people that aren't from this area and oh. some that are we have a culver's oh, yeah kingman got a culver's <laughs> now we can have more mediocre fast food right i've been looking so, for that i'm just glad there's mediocre fast food on airway now i think it's i think it's better than uh, mcdonald's for example and yeah, I mean yeah, I'll give you that. Anyway, so I went there cuz I haven't been to a Culver's before and I and I think there were some fries in this bag. But you they didn't even have onion rings in the onion ring bag? No. I didn't, didn't I've never had their onion rings yet. But anyway, it's just kind of funny. I just brought this bag and I just thought it's kind of funny cuz on on the bag printed uh it says uh I'm going to put an onion ring on it and I thought on what? What are you going to put your onion ring on? You know, I'm you know, I'm going with this, Joe. Are you talking about a wiener? Yeah. Cuz I don't uh-huh. think that's what the folks at Culver's were I think they were referencing the Beyonce hit. Right. Remember? They're, they're, they're leveraging the Beyonce. Remember Queen, Queen Bay? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So, um, but it's funny because the, the, the Wisconsin crew is still there <laughs> at the Culver's. That's the funny part. It's I, almost worth going the drive through just to listen to them talking over there. No shit. Like, I kind of want to go there now, like, yeah. just because of that. Like, I, I, they're open late. Are like they? Nine, ten o'clock I, or something. Well, that's in and out Burgers open until 1230. I'm oh, just okay. going to throw that out there. All right. I think but they're only open until 1230 at the Kingman location because it's 100 yards from the hospital. Right. And they know that there's night shift people that are like, they want a greasy burger well, and diarrhea and as well. I think it's that and uh, the highway being right between. There's yeah, not a lot that, between here and California. That's true. Yeah, that so. is true. But anyway, so the you know the training crew is still here and they're all Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Mid- Midwest like, yeah. accent. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you betcha. Oh, uh, would you like? Uh, you think uh, that, this, that <laughs> Culver's would serve because it's from Wisconsin? You think that they would serve like beer, uh, like beer and casseroles because I, it's Wisconsin? But they don't have beer, which is bullshit. I wonder if they have beer in the Wisconsin Culver's. I think they just call it water up oh, there. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So uh, that's I, funny. That is funny. What also is funny is about your rant you were about to go off on about. Uh, what you don't like about, quote, movies these days. <laughs> None of us have seen movies these days at a theater at all because, you know, we just we haven't. I saw Tenet. Did you? Yeah, I saw Tenet in the theater. I think that was it. I think that was the only movie I saw in the theater in 2020. So it was I, that, that brief period of time where Nevada opened up their movie theaters. For it was like five minutes. <laughs> just long enough to watch Tenet and just be confused because right. it's Christopher Nolan. Um, so what we did is we were talking about uh, movies and there's a... I've, Watch a couple that Joe suggested, and then I, I'm bugging him again about Jojo Rabbit. I've never seen Jojo Rabbit, and I feel like a dickhead. And well, so we had to watch the trailer. My stepmother was practically flogging me from 1,800 miles away, saying, you, need, you really need to see this. And I said, well, just to, what kind of what's it about? She goes, it's really hard to explain. It's World War II, and it's just kind of this fantasy, dark comedy kind of Because it's just, you have to watch it. And then so I said, okay, I'll watch it this weekend, which I did. And she couldn't, Monday morning she calls, did you watch Jojo Rabbit? And I said, what would you think? I said, I really liked it a lot. It's a good, it's and, a good and I'm movie. a shithead. I've just not seen it, and, and, and not for any reason. I, the director, the other stuff that he's done is is pretty incredible. Like two Thor movies, uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People, which is a hilarious mm-hmm. uh, movie. It takes place in New Zealand. A real weird, quirky. He reminds me of um, Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Wes Anderson mm-hmm. movies? You know how mm-hmm. they have a very certain tone to yes. them and, and yeah. all that. 
Scott, uh, you can you can look at a lot of movies and go, I'll bet you so and so wasn't had his exactly. DNA like you, in this one. You, exactly, you can just kind of tell what a Scorsese movie yeah. is. What a uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the platoon guy? That fucking what the fuck is his name? Oh, I can't see his, uh, he was in Vietnam. What the fuck is his name? He did the Doors. Yeah. Oh my God, Martin Sheen. No, it's what tough. is his it's name? Terrible, terrible. Getting old, Joey. I know you're forty or almost forty. So are uh, you forty yet? Uh, no, man, my birthday's at the end of April. Oh, that's you right. You know this. Then you'll be 40. And then I'll be 40. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. I, well, it's you can tell like a Tarantino movie. Al- you can tell Oliver, Oliver Stone. Yes. You know an Oliver Stone movie because there's sure. going to be a sunrise, close-up <laughs> shot of a sunrise or a sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tarantino, you just kind of know within about 10 minutes or so right. that it's a Tarantino Fellini. movie. Fellini. Absolutely no, hundred yeah, percent. Like I like you can tell. You can also tell somebody who's trying to copy Fellini because they never do it as well. Right. Uh, anyway, so, so, so Jojo Rabbit looks really so, good. So let's I, watch the trailer. So we did. I just picked on a YouTube uh, uh, channel or whatever. So oh, there it is. Well, now it's just running. The volume's down. It, it's look just at, running trailer after trailer yeah, after trailer. And it's trailer. kind of fun. It's like God damn, look at that movie they didn't watch come out last year. Right. Because, but uh, it's, so it's kind of distracting at the moment because there's a lot of good stuff out there. It looks like there there really is. Now I will say, and I don't want I'm not, I don't want to beat beat this dead horse too much, Paul. Yes, because I already talked to you about it earlier. But the I can't. If any of you folks watched the Justice League movie from the uh, oh, 2017, yeah. forget it and go and watch the Snyder cut that just re- was released on HBO Max. Which is how long? Four hours and five minutes or something like that. Four hours and ten minutes. It's incredible. I'm not even done with it. I, mean, I, I, I already know the ending. Right. But they that the, the theatrical release wasn't even two hours long. And I don't know if you guys, if you know any of the backstory. Like, Zack Snyder was like 60%, 70% done shooting the movie. And then his daughter uh, committed suicide, sadly. She was 20. She was in college. And he just stopped the movie and... His buddy J.J. Abrams he, he, took he, it. He couldn't. He tried, but he, he tried. Yeah, he tried. I the, think he tried like two or three weeks. Like he took like a week off, and then came back because they're on a shooting schedule. It's a tight schedule, sure. you know. So and he finally uh, he, said, "I can't." He I can't. can't. He's like, I, he tapped out. He's like, "I can't do this. I'm my mind is not here." And J.J. Uh, Abrams finished it. Well, what was put on screen was a fucking turd. Like it was not good at all. It was the antithesis of what Marvel did. Right. And it should have been every bit as good. Because they threw just as much fucking money at it. And it was god-awful. I was so disappointed because, like, I'm not a big DC fan except for Batman. Fine. Right. Marvel's always been just way cooler, way hipper. And we've talked and about this. We have yeah. talked about this. So like, I, But I love Batman. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I'm one of the only people that's out there that's like, I like Batman. Because it's dark. And, and it's, I like it's, it's a, dark the way it's supposed to be. Yep. That campy bullshit in the 60s was not what Batman should have been. Right. His parents were murdered in front of him. He is a damaged, flawed individual. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I liked Ben Affleck's older Batman, like the elderly Batman. I thought it was fucking, I thought he was great. So, but they, they shit all over the Justice League. Well, this extended Snyder cut is fucking incredible. The music is so much better. Like there's just so much good shit in there. So much better shit. But anyway, so I encourage anybody who likes anything to do with comics or any of that stuff, you should definitely watch it. So we're watching these uh, trailers uh, just go on and on and on. Yeah, there's there there a few that came up. I don't know know which movies they were, but there's a tremendous amount of CGI and buildings crumbling and you can just tell it's CGI because you just can. I feel like you, 
Okay. Here's what I mean. So the technology I, is there. I, I, so I, now they're using it like way too much. You sound like the people that shit on George Lucas in the early 2000s for doing. In um, the year <laughs> no, the 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 the, the, the uh, Star in the Wars year prequels. 2000. <laughs> Those are some of the funniest. <laughs> David Duchovny, right, and on Conan O'Brien, <laughs> yeah, back yes. in the 90s, and then they kept doing it. Like I remember After the, 2000. Yeah, like it's like 2008. They're like. <laughs> 2000 you're like what the fuck that was eight years ago buddy and they, but they kept saying they kept being, but they still kept doing it yeah. anyway so I, I know what you're saying so there's a right way and a wrong way to do cgi i agree with that 100 percent gratuitous like oh let's throw in some fucking you know collapsing countries now and just sucking into the center of the earth because we can I don't know. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm making shit up. You're, you're, the funny thing is, is like you, this is uncharacteristic of you to sound like an old man. I know. Like it doesn't, that you're not that person. But, it's but got, you really sound like you're 75 years the old. The problem right now. is, there's just so much of that. But, the, but here's what kind of triggered it. We had a, there was a thing that we were talking about earlier today. And this is what, because we talked about, I said a couple days ago, I was listening to Ron Bennington out of New York. It's one of the XM uh, uh, talk show things. And he's a great, a great host, a great, not a podcast. They've interviewer got show interviewer. He's a good interviewer. Yeah. His daughter works with them in that kind of stuff. So they're talking about. I think it was. I think it was 115 years. We can look this up uh, to the day a couple of days ago of the. Um, uh, uh, the God damn it! New York City Garment District. Thank you. Fire. Fires where it yes. killed 100. I don't know, 20, 30 women, or something. It was. It was when they had little small factories all in New York City making all kinds of shit, and they don't have that anymore because. A different zoning and they've changed regulations and it's all offices and manufacturing is no longer in cities per se a little bit in germany because they kind of revere manufacturing the but. triangle shirtwaist factory fire in greenwich village what happened in what year then was it Ni uh, 1911 march 25th 1911 so, so yeah it would be the 1911 plus carry the i don't know 110, 110 years. years that's what it was why they let you work on airplanes? Uh, they, they, like, even they, I, they, they, let me do anything. <laughs> they gave you a certificate to work on airplanes? Which, by the way, I thought it'd be a great name for a podcast. Just they. What? They? Let's see if we could. They let's, live, let's they. Get a, let's get a Facebook page called. Let's get, the, so let's, see, by the time this comes out. They podcast? Yeah, let's just, let's just see if there's a they Facebook page and we'll they podcast. We are the they. The, we are the they. <laughs> That's so stupid. I, I That's know. That's terrible. The I'm, they. I'm, I'm, Look, we I'm are not gonna, the they. I didn't say we're going to use it as a promo. We should use it as a promo. The they. <laughs> Welcome back to the they. <laughs> it sounds terrible. So 110 years ago, a couple days Fine. ago. Yeah, it was 146 garment workers, 123 women and girls, and 23 men died in the fire. Right. Because of the way they had it fucking locked up and different ex eager, you just this is long before any kind of regulations at all with safety was it happened. And I don't know, I don't know how it started. I don't know what I don't know the particulars, but you can look that up. But it was a moment, and you pointed out, and I forgot it was in the fairly short period of time that the that uh, that the book um, the jungle jungle came out with the Chicago meatpacking industry, and those two things kind of happened pretty up to Sinclair. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, I was going to look it up. Uh, what year? 1906 is when The Jungle was published. Yeah, so we're talking, and then that was five years later. I, I had a feeling it had to have been within five years or so because right. the, the, the Jungle was published and became a smashing hit, and people were like, this is really fucking going on. I mean, people are people with tuberculosis are spitting on the same floor that they're storing raw sausage to just scoop it up and put it in casings because people are going to, they're going to, 
boil it later on anyway. So like, who who cares? No big deal. And then uh, you had the little kids working um, all these hours and da da da. And then there's that. And then Henry Ford also around that same time, about 1915, 1920 is when Henry Ford established the 40 hour work week and da 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 Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So all those things kind of coalesced into a a major change in the way labor is done, factory labor. But the the poor immigrants they were Jewish, I think, and they weren't Italian. It was a Greenwich Village, so it probably it probably was a a mostly Jewish, Irish, probably Eastern, a lot of Jewish, Eastern Europeans settled in Greenwich Village. So they had after it happened, there was I don't know if they were called protests or people that would just hold signs. I don't know what it was, but it was obviously it was a big fucking goddamn deal. And uh, so a lot of these garments were made were high quality things were made for the uh, women or they end up buying them that were uh, uptown. Yeah. Upper East yeah. Side, Upper West Side, like the, right. those, those folks or even Midtown. And so they had they 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 there were moments apparently during these protests or what do you want to call it? pickets or whatever the hell it was going on where these women that all these dresses were made for that were wealthy were actually coming down, you know, they're walking down to the, where this area was and it, there was a reporting on it. I don't know if there was ever a book on it or not. I have no idea, but they were saying it was, it was kind of a moment in the, and, and so they were talking about it on the Ron Bennington show where she said it was, could have been like a real cinematic thing. And that's what a movie should be made out of is something like that, that big moment. It could be a very dramatic thing near the end where these wealthy women are walking through, like fog or something and, and, and cascading down to, to protest with the poor women who were all killed and their families were killed and that kind of stuff. And then Ron Bangham being a smart ass, he goes, yeah, why make a movie like that when we can work on the eighth or ninth uh, origination uh, Spider-Man movie? It's, <laughs> and he has a very strong point. So. It, 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 it's mildly annoying. Yeah. But, I mean, I like those movies. A lot of... I do okay, too. there's something to be said. For, you have this a is, mix. This, this conversation was actually had many many years ago uh between myself and my friends Bo and Tyson because Tyson and I are both that were you know we're the type that want to learn something from a movie do- love documentaries he's the guy that sat me down and forced me to watch the cove so if you're ever having a really really good day then watch the cove you should watch the cove cuz it'll your fucking it'll ruin your whole fucking the rest of your life yeah but, um so that that and blackfish cuz I watched blackfish <laughs> and I was like Wow, and and Ty's like, yeah, you should. Have you ever seen the Cove? And I'm like, what's the Cove? And he's like, oh yeah, it's about Taiji Japan, where they herd the dolphins into a narrow cove, mm-hmm. and then they fucking slaughter the dolphins, separate them from their their mothers. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! He goes, yeah, all the dolphin, almost all the dolphins you see in captivity, all came from that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And they, the ones that that don't survive, that they don't get to sell, they fucking slaughter for their meat. Yep, that's fucked up. These are social creatures that have a social hierarchy just like humans do and the fact of the matter is they're probably a little bit smarter than us because while they can understand us and respond to five five six hundred commands we don't know what dolphins are saying it's really interesting how the japanese culture does this and tolerates they just that kind don't of stuff. care it's just it's, it's just weird. not a thing but of course we were doing the same thing with buffalo shooting buffaloes from trains right. and almost ab- wiped them. Ab- just came close but to that's not them. our culture anymore I'm sorry though. bison excuse yeah, me bison not buffalo no, not any longer right uh, but there, but I, I don't know it's just cultural norms it's like horse meat is not really eaten in the united states because no. we have a uh, we have a culture of horse stuff, right? Right, and and it's in it's Europe like, and their pets it, it, and like, their uses, yeah, equipment. In, in right, ranching in, in, in Europe and elsewhere around the world, the, the horse meat is just eaten. It's just incredibly lean meat. It's just another kind of livestock. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
Um, yeah. So like, anyway, so we're sitting down. So, but but also, Bo and I love cheesy '80s and '90s action flicks. Mm-hmm. Just love them. So when the Expendables came out, did you ever see that? Oh, uh, you're just too smart and highbrow for a movie like The Expendables. Well, it had like every action star. Like the, there's just three of them, I think. I think there's three of them out. So you had Arnold Schwarzenegger and you had, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm trying to think of the whole cast. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, John Cena, John claude Van Damme, Sylvester Stallone, like all these people, mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke, all these people that were known for being in cheeseball action flicks mm-hmm. in one super group. It was, right? like a, it was like a big cheese like wheel, the, like the traveling Wilburys of fucking action movies. <laughs> okay. And it was, and it was, it's incredible how many fucking people are in there and they have references to all their different movies and all that stuff. So Bo and I were talking about it and we're like, man, I fucking Expendables comes out next week. We should go see it. And Tyson's like, oh, for Christ's sake, you guys should watch that piece of shit. And he just, that, 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 mm-hmm. just being all intellectual about it. And his boyfriend, Bo, looks at him and goes, now, this is Bo Mills talking here, okay? He looks at his boyfriend, and he's like, Jesus Christ, will you stop being such a fag? Do we have to have, does every movie we watch have to have some sort of fucking mission or make me think more about my life? Sometimes I just want to go to the movies and not think about my life, and that's why I like The Expendables. And Tyson just gets up and goes, wow, he just got super bitchy. He's like, well, <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm just trying to expand my boyfriend's mind. Da, 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 da. Wham! Slams the fucking bedroom door. And I was like, <laughs> oh, mom and dad are fighting again. And we both bust up laughing because he just threw a fit. Because while I love the intellectual side of things and learning new things and seeing it visually, I'm one of those people I, I learn better either by doing or by seeing. Sure. Not so much by here. Trying to be so, just like, plain entertained. Right. And then sometimes I just want to be entertained because, like, mm. Bloodsport's one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. I love cheesy, shitty action flicks for mm. some strange reason. That's some, all right. Some people like the, 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 like, slasher flicks. Like, the cheesier, the better. I think those are just lame and a waste of fucking time. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I, I've never, I've never liked any of that stuff. Never. Now, a uh, good thriller, like, uh, uh, Jesus, this is one of the greatest thr- thrillers of all time. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. How about What Lies Beneath? Ooh, that's Ooh, a good one. Ooh, that is a good one. one? Ooh. That's a good one. Ooh. That's a real good I one. I have seen that that's one. That's a creepy. It is a creepy. And Michelle Pfeiffer. She's hot. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Which you insist is what Julia looks like, and I just I don't see it. There are certain... There's certain times that she looks like... You think she looks like her? I because I'm going to find a picture of Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> that looks like uh, Julia. All right, all right. I'll, I'll work on this. You need to work on that because because I think every person out there looks like some celebrity, somebody. Sure. Like me, I get accused of uh, uh, Tom Segura all the time, especially now that I cut my hair real fucking short with the way your beard is and everything. It, it's it's actually uncanny when you see him when he was a little heavier mm-hmm. and his hair super super short. Mm-hmm. It like it's like oh Christ! Even my mom was like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this comedian Tom Segura?" And I'm like, "Yes, mom." It, even my mom says that he looks like me. I'm like, "There's a okay. there's a comedian I look a little bit like." Um, well, some people tell me I look like like Will Ferrell a little bit. Yes. Um, there's I that. would say okay. Here, here's the thing. Yes, you look a little bit like Will Ferrell. You look more like Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. <laughs> and those two, I'll look that up. They no really like they they had a drum off. It became a big thing on I think it was on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, when we go to break, who I'll is, show. Who, someone thought that I looked like a football player a few years back. I had a goatee, and the way my hair was cut. Brett Favre. 
That's what you it was. You look a ton like Brett Favre. Yeah, it, when it, I was like, a little bit thinner, but I had the goatee. I guess it, now my goatee's a little more gray than it was back then. So is his. But, oh, it is? You guys are about the same age. Some He's dude walked fuck. in and goes, you look just like Brett Favre. You kind of do look like Brett Favre. <laughs> so I, went, I would okay. say you more look like Brett Favre than Chad Smith or uh, Okay, here's another person I look like is, uh, is uh, Brian Regan. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. A little bit. That's weird. I <laughs> look like all these people that don't look alike, really, when they're next What's to each other. What's up with your diluted bloodline? <laughs> the fuck? I'm just kind of like a weird spice. It's not very spicy. It just kind of gets Yeah, you're like everything. all spice. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, nobody knows really what it tastes like. It just tastes like all spice. I don't fucking know. Well, it's hard to say. Um, when, way back in the 90s, when I was in good shape, I, I was uh, accused of looking like Chris O'Donnell. Hmm. Yeah, like, and you look at him like, oh shit. Okay, I can, I can see that. Okay. And of course, there's a uh, the sousaphone player in uh, Drumline, right? Which only like three people who listen to this podcast are gonna fucking catch that because it's true. There's a guy in there that I even I look and I'm like, holy shit, that guy looks just like me. He's an extra. He's in the background. You only see him in like two scenes. He has no speaking roles, but he looks just like me at about 21. There was okay. There was a. I was almost a dead. This sound like I'm. Whatever there there was a soap opera. I there was a soap opera. There are plenty of soap operas, but I think I think it was on the Guiding Light. And you're gonna really, Paul? How did you home and watch the Guiding Light? You watch the stories. My, my stepmother would would watch it, and then she one day called me at work and said, "You need to watch the Guiding Light." I went, "I don't think I need to watch the Guiding Light." I'm pretty sure I'm good on that. Yeah, she goes, "No, seriously." <laughs> she goes, it, "There's a, there was a I think it was Guiding Light, and this character's name was Noah." And and uh, but there was a bunch of different Noahs. They kept killing them off or <laughs> replacing as they moved on or something. I don't know what it was, but the, but because I tried to look at this up not that long ago because because she goes, your character is on to go home because I my my business was very close to where my house was the house we were talking about earlier today. Yeah, she goes just go home for twenty minutes. It's only got twenty minutes warning. He'd probably be on screen for a few a few moments. Just go there and watch him. And then he came on with a couple of people, and I went. Oh my God, that does look like me. Now I know a lot of actors and soap operas are good-looking people, and and he obviously you're a handsome dude, Paul. Are um, you kidding me? That's Just, not what I'm saying. You're aging like a fine wine, too. Oh yeah, yeah, turning into vinegar rapidly. <laughs> so, so uh, now what's up? We have all these fantastic. There's uh, there's tons. Of, oh my God, Guillermo del Toro. What is he doing these days? That guy makes some of the scariest, most visually stunning movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Okay. Stop losing your train of thought. We need to turn this fucking TV off. I'm going to just pause it. There you go. Uh, so, so in this scene, this Noah guy walks in, and I went, holy shit. And then she calls me right then. She goes, well, I went, that's fucking scary. It's, it, it's The resemblance is that uncanny. Yeah. Right? Now, these other ones were kind of, oh, a little Brian Regan, a little bit of Will Ferrell, a little bit of this, whatever. Brett Favre was kind of in that area. But this guy, I will try to find that. But I tried to look it up, you know, whenever you buy year this was, and I couldn't find yeah. the dude. But uh, maybe I'll put a little more effort into it. I have pretty good Google foo. Like, I feel like maybe I could I can make that happen because I kind of want to see who this person is. So I, I'm pretty sure it was – Alice will tell me, but I'm 99% sure it's Guiding Light, and I know his character's name was Noah, and let's call it like in around the year 2000. <laughs> in the year <laughs> – Stop it. Anyway. I Okay. If you ever find this guy and you see him – not just as an actor, like he's you know, not, not got his hair a certain way. It's got to be when he's on the show. Yeah. yeah or whatever yeah. it is, and you'll go, what the actual fuck? It's weird. 
Yeah. There, there's another weird thing that happens, and and I I, I actually, amazingly enough, Timmy. Mm-hmm. I always forget. I forget that that guy is. He's he's actually really fucking brilliant when it comes to sociology because he you know he That's has a he's degree, got a degree in, in sociology. Yeah. And uh, he and I were talking about uh, about this because uh, I saw somebody when I was in Hawaii. We we're walking down the street. And I saw somebody that looked just like somebody that lives around here. Actually, he's been on the show. It's Frank. Oh. Of, of, Casillas. of Fra- Frank Casillas, right? Mm-hmm. Frank Voodoo. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was looking at me like I knew him. And I was like, ah, shit, is that Frank? That would be weird as hell to run into him. And I was telling Timmy that. And he goes, uh, no, nah, I don't think that's him, man. Because uh, I know. And I'm like, okay. He goes, isn't it strange? Like you go, you can be thousands of miles away from where you are, but you see a familiar face, and you're like, "Is that somebody? Is that somebody from back where I used to be, or whatever?" You know. And he's like, uh, he said it has to do with object permanence in the brain, and it's actually something. It's re- it's a good thing, mm-hmm. um, because be that used. means you, you, you yeah, because well, yeah, you, you your people are naturally recognize faces that's mm-hmm. that's obviously our whole society is kind of built on recognizing people mm-hmm. and interacting socially but i told him i said you know another strange thing happened to me is that like i lived in ohio for 10 11 years or so something like that some formative years you know and then i moved out here at 16 and there were people at school at kingman high school that resembled people that i went to school with that i that i knew in ohio and that always freaked me out because I'm like that person looks very similar to this person, and still I know some of these people still to this day, and it it's weird. It's weird. But Timmy said it's completely normal, and most of those people probably don't. If you asked, if you told, went to somebody else and said, "Hey, does this person look like this person?" They'll be like, "Ah, kind of. She has the same color hair, or da da da." But to you, it's, but it to looks you, that looks closer. And he said it has to do with object permanence, which you're familiar with the term, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then there's that, and then um. Like something to do with potential mate recognition or something like that, or potential something recognition. And I was like, he started away, he explained it. And I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Why my brain does that? Mm-hmm. And and you know, uh, it just I always found that really, really odd. Did I ever tell you the time? Uh, I think my my father and I were flying to Dusseldorf, Germany, and, like like you do, yeah, <laughs> and. Um, and this is back in the day when you could actually, if you worked for the airline, which my father did, and you could actually get first-class seats fairly easily. So that was nice. But sitting right across the aisle and one row up, I think it was one row up, kind of an, anyway, was, um, don't remember her name, but it's the actress that was in the movie. We talked about this, I think. Um, what is the movie where the guy is in the witness protection program and, and he owns a cafe in the middle of Midwest nowhere and then there was a, a a robbery that happens, and he a history of violence. Yes, yeah. Her, his wife, that main character's uh, wife. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And she was uh, right there, and, and I told my, I said, "That's her. That's fucking her." And you, did you talk to her? No. Chicken shit. I didn't want to bug her. Yeah, that's true. Like, I remember I, her name? Excuse me, ma'am. I She's was like wondering. A, she kind of reminds me of a Diane Lane, you know, with her age and attractive Ooh, looks. And, speaking of, Diane Lane is in the Justice League. Oh, she's available? Oh. She, she, I think she might be available, but she was definitely in Justice League. She played Martha Martha Kent. She looked good? Like Clark Kent's mom, Superman. She, yeah, it's she, Diane Lane. Okay, got it. She'll always, she'll be 90, and I'll be like, I yeah. would. I absolutely would, 100%. <laughs> Don't even care. But this this character <laughs> reminds me of, of that kind of age, that kind of vintage, a Diane Lane vintage. Maria Bello. Okay. That's her name. Yeah. And she was in 
She's been in some other stuff too. She's Maria Bello's great. And yeah. In fact, did you ever see the the documentary? This movie is not yet rated. It's yes. about the rating system. Yes, she's yeah. in there talking about because she, she did a full frontal scene in. Um, God damn it, the cooler. Did you ever see that? No. With uh, it's Alec Baldwin and uh, William H Macy and Maria Bello. William H Macy is a cooler. Whenever it's a, it's a it's a weird thing that they have in Vegas, and this is a real thing, but it's weird. It has it, coolers are un, super un, hyper like unlucky people, mm-hmm. and they'll the coolers are hired by casinos to go to tables that are a little bit too hot and sit cool down there down and the cool table. cool down the table, mm-hmm. right? Well, he ends up falling in love. Like, like the, I don't. I, I'm trying to. I'm going to fuck it all. But anyway, there's a there, William H Macy and Maria Bello are like the love interest and they're main characters. But she has a scene where you see some 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 nipple and some bush, mm-hmm. and because of that scene, they wanted to give it an NC-17 rating, and she and they interviewed her for this documentary. She's like, "What is so offensive about my pubic hair? That I took personal, personal. Uh, 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 what did she say? I was personally, like, felt like I was personally attacked because something's wrong with my pubic hair. I'm sorry, I grew it myself. It's all natural. There's nothing fucking wrong with it. Right. I don't understand why that these people get to." Past judgment on my pu- she said my pubic hair that <laughs> phrase probably 15 fucking times in like a two-minute interview and i died laughing That's funny. because she just seems like a really cool chick to hang out with because she's she's just like that she's right. like fuck them fuck the mpaa and i'll, I'll grow my pubic hair out as much as i want <laughs> like jesus christ <laughs> i showed i showed it before and i'll do it again like she was just <laughs> going on and on and on yeah she was just on and on and on about it, it was cracking me the fuck up that's a good movie. Anyway, History of Violence. It's a good History movie. of Violence is a great movie. Yeah. A fantastic movie. Anyway, Maria Bella. You saw who uh, passed away, what, this this week? Was it Yafet uh, 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 Kodo? Was that his guy? Yaf- Yafet Kato? Kato. Kato. I think he died this week. Who is that? I know that name. But the name, he's a black. He was in uh, Midnight Run. He was the he was the uh, black, uh, I don't know, the federal officer. Of some, that's one movie he was in. Oh, he was in Alien. He That's what I recognize him from. That's right. I think he passed away this he week. He did pass away last week. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately. But he was probably pretty getting up there. Yeah, he was like 80. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had a good life. It was interesting. He always, it was interesting to see him in movies, though. He always, he had a certain, it was him. You could, it was just, he just had a certain, uh, he was Certainly. like a B-list actor, yeah. but like a famous B-list actor, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, Yafet. I think it's Kodo. I think you're right. I think it's Yafet Kodo. I don't know. I may have messed that up. Oh, what all was he in? Was he on Homicide, Life on the Streets? Yeah. He was on The Wire. Oh, my God. Midnight Law Run. and Order. The Two of By Sea. Midnight Run. They had a lot of filming in Flagstaff area and stuff. Really? Remember Midnight Run? I've never seen Midnight Run. Oh, it's a funny. It's I, got, I, I know. I know. I suck. It's one of those weird no, things I've, I've never seen. I've seen a ton of movies that you've seen also. We always bash each other for not seeing movies that we've each other ones have seen. Well, he was on an episode of The Father Dowling Mysteries, if anybody remembers that fucking show. No. You don't remember that? Uh, no. Tom Bosley. He was a he was a uh, Catholic priest, mm-hmm. Father Dowling, and he would mm-hmm. he was like the murder she wrote, but like, you know, touch kids because mm-hmm. he was a priest. So Midnight Run is, uh, uh, oh, fuck. You going to be all right? It's funny because the minor character is Yafet Kodo. An accountant is chased by bounty hunters, the FBI, yeah, and the mafia. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a, a, fuck, big Italian actor. 
De Niro. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I'm Thank looking you. at it. Right, the cast are just gonna De let Niro, you get through it. And then it's got the other guy who's got like a real dry sense of humor. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin has a great job in this, in this movie. Dennis Farina. Joe uh, Joey Pants is in there. Joey Pantoliano. Yep. I need to watch Midnight Run. I, I feel like I, I, uh, I don't Part know. Part of it, on a train and it goes through Flagstaff, you know, and you can kind of uh, recognize some of the territory around there. It's one of the things I do love about living out here is that there's so much shit that's been filmed yeah. within 150 miles of here. Everything is so open and scopey. Yeah. Like there's... Uh, what the fuck is that? Uh, Viva Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Viva Las Vegas that was filmed in Arizona, but they call it the Nevada Desert. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, the Flagstaff is one of my favorite ones because uh, uh, you had, uh, God damn it, Forrest Gump. Yep. Like the t-shirt scene, that's at Little America, yep. Out yep. right like in Flagstaff. And then like he's in downtown Flagstaff for like a couple scenes, which is pretty neat. And most of downtown Flag, Flagstaff doesn't look any different. And of course, they're in Utah too, and he's that's when he stops running. He's Monument Valley over in eastern Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And then I just stopped. I think I'll go home now. Like, really? <laughs> now what are we going to do? Everybody wants, wants to follow Wait, him. he's going to say something. I'm tired. I'm tired. I think I'll go home now. You're like, <laughs> God damn it, Forrest. <laughs> you dick. Uh, hey, uh, hey, let's take a break. And okay. I have an idea. I want to talk about something when okay. we come back. Okay? Sounds we'll good. be right back, folks.
All right. We're back. Okay. On the way over here, I came up with this idea. Okay. So we all have these, you know, you and I both love music, right? We both have, uh, I feel like I'm, as I approach 40, I've been around on the planet long enough right. to where I can go, yeah, that band from back then is kind of like this band now. Okay. So who would you consider to be, say, uh, a modern day Rush? Since Rush is now kaput, it's now they're part of the past, you know? Um, as I was thinking about this as I was listening to a band that I was like, this is the most complex fucking music that's out. Not the most complex. Fairly but, well-known band? Yeah. Kind of semi-local? No. Okay. Um... No, this is a, a, a stadium sellout uh, band. I, there's a couple. I, I, I think I probably know who you're talking about. Say in about. the past, like, 20 years, who, who would you consider to be someone on the, on the level of Rush, which is one of your favorite bands? Not that I hate Rush. I just, it, they're not in my top 10. I understand. Um, I don't know. All right, I'm going to throw out what I think. Okay. Muse. Oh, yes. Yes. Very proggy, very, very, like, not afraid to push the boundaries. Like, when you say, yeah, I listen to Muse, that means you listen to, like, 10 different bands. Right. Like, saying you listen to Rush, well, yeah, they, every single album sounds a little bit different, uh, or some of them sound way different. But Muse is one of those where every album is a concept album, which is not really done modern times i mean no, it's, it's just not. Not, not very many not very many mainstream bands do concept albums that was kind of a thing a little bit of a thing back I, back I, in the day i hate the term back in the day there's still some bands out there another band and chris if chris lay were here he'd probably agree with me on that that a modern uh, maybe even closer to a modern day rush is a band called coheed and cambria which i don't know if you've ever listened to i think you pointed I, them I, out to me before i i think you would really like them because it's super fucking complex and pretentious music so like it's <laughs> course it's one of chris lay's favorite bands love right. you chris but it's true it's and it's multi-layered and all those guys are multi-instrumentalists it's fucking ridiculous right but muse is the one that just stands out like they put on a tremendous stage show there's only three of them mm-hmm. i think yeah there's only three of them and they're a fucking powerhouse of creativity like they have every single album they have is just critically fucking lauded by everybody they love it lauded is that the right word sure yes, yeah okay. lauded praised yeah Summa cum laude. Um, summa cum laude. With the highest praise. I'd also like to come loud in 69. That's a mall rats quote. We were watching the Clerks. We watched the Clerks trailer, folks, and then we watched. I never, it was funny. I'm going to have to watch the Clerks I, I, I can't believe, not the Clerks. It's just Clerks. Excuse me. It's not like the Facebook. The fa- it's Clerks. It's a little cleaner. What, what, what you should do is just listen to me and only watch, like, watch Clerks. Then Mallrats, then Chasing Amy, then Dogma, then Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and you'll just be like, "Well, this is all completely and totally connected." Right. And I can, I honestly I've seen Dogma numerous times. I actually own that movie. So, and then uh, Mall, I'm excuse me, uh, um, Mallrats, Chasing no, the Amy, one, the one you, the one you said after Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes, that one. You, yeah. You've seen that? Yes. That's crazy. That's like that's you. Hmm. So I, I've seen the wrong movies in this you've list. You've seen you've seen the wrong you've seen it in the wrong order. Okay. What you're supposed to do is watch Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and Dogma, and then watch Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. 
because it's it ties all of those movies together. Okay. They're all in the same universe. They take place around the same town and the same time frame and all that. Like, okay, there's, I don't know, and then there's uh there's characters that are in in different movies or they're mentioned in different movies. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see Chasing Amy? Yes. Okay. There's a line in there with one of the main characters, Joey Lauren Adams, a blonde girl, right? Amy. She's mm-hmm. not her name's not really Amy, but like she's one of the main characters. She's like, I found out you're from New Jersey, and he's like, Really, you're from the Burbs? And she's like, Yeah. He's like, and he pop and Ben Affleck asks her a bunch of questions, and then he goes to the Quick Stop, and she's like, My best friend fucked a dead guy in the Quick Stop, <laughs> and he's like, You knew the fucking dead girl? She's like, Yeah, she's my best friend, and she was never the same after that. <laughs> I guess in not. Clerks, that's what happens in the Quick Stop. Like oh. one of the scenes in Clerks is this chick thinks it's her boyfriend. She goes in, she comes out, she walks out, and she's all like, yeah, like she just, because she got laid. And like literally like 45 minutes before in the, the movie, there's an old guy who's like, oh, can I use your bathroom? I need to number two. And he's like, well, it's mostly for employees only. He's like, well, please, young man, I'm old and I, I need, I'm about to have an accident. So he lets him go in there. He's like, do you mind if I have a magazine to borrow while I read it? Helps things move things along. So he t- gives him a like a like a skin mag, like an old porno mag. Mm-hmm. Old man goes in there, and then you don't hear about him. You get distracted by the rest of the dialogue in the movie. And then the girlfriend comes by to visit the clerk. She goes into the bathroom thinking he's in there. It's dark, and he's got a giant boner and sits and fucks this guy in the <sighs> in the in the bathroom. She comes out. She's like. Boy, that was hot. You didn't say anything. You just let me do all the work. And he's like, the fuck are you talking about? She's like, what do you mean? And just now in the bathroom. And he's like, I've been out here the whole time. She's like, well, then who was in the bathroom? And he's like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. And then, like, the next scene is, like, the 911 ambulance oh, showed God. up. And they, they, they two ambulances, one to take her away because she's gone fucking crazy because she fucked a dead dude. So, like, it weaves it, these these people and stories weave in and out okay. of the bigger, like, the greater picture. It's fucking so I will have to make it a point to watch these movies. Maybe I'll just binge it. You should. Yeah. That's a that's a long fucking day, but it's worth it. All right. So you uh, you said you had not. Well, you, so Muse. Okay. Okay. So Muse is the, was the one I was saying. But what about like? Excuse me. Um, you have these iconic bands that just do that that, that crank out hit after hit after hit. Like so m- new new bands. Like, yeah. Like what's a modern day equivalent to Journey? Fucking, uh, fucking Coldplay. Okay, sure. In fact, yeah. Coldplay has like probably twice as many radio hits as Journey does, which is hard to believe. But like they they have like one or two number one hits off of every album. They have like seven albums out. Oh, what's his fuck? Lost his goddamn voice. So that's well, maybe yeah, why they stopped. But he wasn't Steve, even the last singer Steve or even the first no, Perry, singer. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve Perry. Perry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, I was it. just thinking about this. I'm like, okay, but then but then you get into heavy hitters like what's a modern day equivalent to the Beatles? Oh, uh, I would say uh, also the same British. Uh, the uh, uh, um, if Oasis. you say Oasis, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I know it's not Oasis. I I remember people comparing them to the Beatles in the '90s, and I, I I just remember in my mind going, "These, there's no fucking way these guys are as good as the Beatles. Not I, even close. I know they're not as good. The but Be- here's Beatles the thing. Were, and think about this: the Beatles weren't together that long. They really that's, weren't. That's the amazing. I mean, the, the actual years and how. Yeah, much it was like fucking, sixty-one to sixty-nine or sixty-one to seventy. And then the different periods of music, like the, all their albums were were different. Not yeah. all of them, but as they went along, near the middle and end. Like love them or hate them, the Beatles were the most influential musical group in in the history of music. And was it Lennon got all? Everybody got all their panties in a bunch because he made that one statement that they were 
more popular than Jesus because they were and, and they are and they were yes they were yeah. more he he wasn't yeah. saying they were better than Jesus more they were more popular Jesus. yeah more popular than Jesus <laughs> it's it I mean and it's true it's not like I think it, back then it was probably a fair statement yeah it probably is now yeah like really possibly yeah so um but I don't I can't think of a like a more like a modern day equivalent. So the, the the you'll never have a, an equivalent like to the Beatles, but I like, like the Beatles more now than I did when I was younger. I mean, I loved them because I would listen to Sgt. Pepper's on my parents' freaking. I had that album. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I've got that, and I love listening to that. There was a main Beatles album I listened to when I was younger, and I was, but I wasn't. Uh, I didn't keep listening to them as I got older, and I just kind of left them behind. But now, if I hear a good Beatles song, which there's a lot of them on mm-hmm. satellite radio, I just I love this song. Yeah. This is a great So I don't know. Well, the I thing about the now. Beatles are is like their catalog is so deep and so dense with so such good music mm-hmm. of such varying, like wildly varying styles mm-hmm. and tone. And uh, the cool that, thing that about you can listen to it virtually any at any that's one of the things I've always said for twenty plus years. Why Joe, why do you love the Beatles so much? Because there's a Beatles song for every emotion I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. So far. Every fucking I've probably been listening to the Beatles passively my entire life, but like I really got into the Beatles. I was probably like thirteen or fourteen. I'm like, this shit is amazing. Uh, yeah. da, 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 you know, whatever. So yeah, I was like junior high, but like still like my guitar gently weeps and shit like that. Yeah, it's amazing. This, it also goes back to the, that story. I think I've I can't remember if I told it. I know I told you outside the podcast, but like, um, when I first started getting into the, the universe. In, in, into the Beatles, I my mom came upstairs she's like you've been playing a lot of Beatles songs it's the same like five or six songs over and over again what's the deal and I'm like these are my favorite favorites and she goes honey you're not a Beatles fan you're a George Harrison fan yeah because it was while my guitar really weeps and like all these something all these things that it was Harrison who only ever got like one or two songs on every album yeah that one yes that one yeah, and uh, so that's when she played me All Things Must Pass, the George Harrison's, you know, triple mm-hmm. solo album, his first solo album. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, fuck I, the I Beatles. I wonder if they kind of had a, uh, I mean, you really want kind of wonder if they had a plan when they were young and got together that they were going to really evolve. Like they, like they wonder if they were, they probably didn't really talk about this, but I would just wonder if they felt they were going to keep going. Because again, it was not for that many years. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that many years. Well, and like the bowl cut. Like yeah, uh, the, that, the that, that kind thing. of shit that that didn't last for that that didn't last. It was like two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they started. Then they did drugs. Like honestly, went mm-hmm. to India, and they're like, oh, sh- okay, shit changed. Uh oh. Oh god damn it. Poncho. Poncho just hopped up on the table. Look, cheese. It's not a rat head, but you know, I can't believe that I showed up today and there's like the head of a rat. Just sitting out and like and, uh, like and in some kind of an organ. I think it might have organ. been a kidney. Look like a kidney. I, I, it seemed a little big for a kidney for a what do you for, think it was? for a rat. I have no idea. I was gonna say liver. <laughs> I have no idea. She's I, now she's now eating the balls. She has a good taste in cheese. She right? does have good taste in cheese. She's just eating your. There's a balsamic balsamic vinaigrette or vin, balsamic vinegar, whatever that is. Like dips cheese or some shit. I don't know. Can't remember. Your cat's fucking strange. Yeah. So anyway, she's I almost cool almost stepped on that uh, that head. That's gross. And uh, but normally she eats the whole thing, the head, the head, the tail, the whole oh, damn, damn thing. thing. <laughs> We're talking about that Jaws was known as the first. It was the first blockbuster. Yeah, summer block. They they, yeah. they classify that as the first blockbuster summer blockbuster movie. Which and Spielberg was like, 
I don't know, like 21 or 22 years yeah, old or something. Yeah, he was pretty young. It was really He had young. no business making that good of a movie right out the gate. Do you, like know, what, he, do you he, know what his first movie, again, we probably talked about this years ago, this stupid Spielberg's podcast. Spielberg's first movie? One of his first movies that was actually, was a TV, made for TV movie. And I think he was like in his teens at this point. And it was with, um, this is a real good, tense, like, nerve-wracking movie. Boy in the Bubble with John Travolta. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry. Sorry. I'm not sure that was Spielberg. Um, <laughs> Duel. You know what Duel is? No. So Duel. it's uh, it's kind of in the desert. Let's say Nevada desert or California desert. So probably California because it's where they're from. But it's a uh, it's about a guy like a traveling salesman. I can't remember the actor's name. I know he was in like um, he was in like uh, he had a, a series like he was a cop or an investigator series um, back in the seventies. Columbo. Nope. nope. It was kind. Of, it was the same kind of thing. That was the same. Probably the same company producing company that made his series as well. Uh, but it's about a traveling guy, and he's kind of getting harassed by a by a truck driver. And um, Dennis Weaver. Dennis Weaver. He was in what? Uh, you have to find out what show. McCloud. That's it. Gunsmoke. You know McLeod that that show? No, I, know you, I don't. It was know, way before you were born. I don't know McLeod. Like, okay. like I, I, I'm sorry. But this is a, it. Should get a lot I'm of stars. Showing my youth. Okay, how we should find out how old? I think he was like 19 years old or 18 or 19. I think when this movie came out, and it was Steven Spielberg. I flipped out because I used to love this movie when I was a kid. Every time it came on TV, which is every once a year or something, it came on some weird channel. I'd watch it, and then I didn't really know who Spielberg was or cared. He would have been 25. Oh, that old? Yeah, he was born in 46, and, and Duel came out in 71. Okay. But still, Joss, still Joss came out after that. No, 75. 75, so he was, okay. I think that was his first real movie, I think. Sounds about right. It's a good movie. It, like like I said, he's getting, cha- like this truck driver's kind of on his tail. You know, he's like, like he's, uh, what does it say? It, uh, hmm. He's like uh, a business commuter is pursued and terrorized by the malevolent driver of a massive tractor trailer truck. Yeah, and it, you're like, oh, well, that sounds fucking stupid. It actually it's sounds done like it really could, well. if it's done well enough, it could actually be really, like, really. I can see where it'd be sus- suspenseful. And there's not a lot of talking because he's traveling by himself. You listen to the radio, and he, you know, in this tractor trailer is behind him. You know, burn, and then he kind of lets him pass. But then the truck waits from you know ten miles up the road. And, he, you know, this guy's fucking this psycho truck driver guy. And uh, and there's not a lot of talking because there is no dialogue. He's not he's talking to himself like, God, now what's he doing? You know, that kind of shit. What the fuck is going? What did I do? Whatever. You know, he's talking to himself, but not a lot. And he's not there's no other actor in there that he's, you know, co-acting this movie. Which, with or whatever. which you have to have a really good director and a really talented uh, uh, actor. Right to make something like that work. So, like, so they say the best actor, the best part was the truck. They're, they're calling that the as an actor, if you the, will. The main one of the yeah, yeah. okay. Because you could see the dude a little bit. You can't see him, but you can see like his arm waving him to come around, and you might be able to see the guy's boots. And like there's like some truck stop in the middle of the desert somewhere, and Dennis Weaver's watching if he can tell who he is. And he sees some boots walking from behind a door of a truck, and but you, you never, never see the guy. It's just, it's really suspenseful it's, movie. It's funny that, like, you just, it's funny the weird shit that we just kind of glom onto. Yeah, and it printed on me in 1971. Yeah, so you were like, you was, weren't even, you were like eight. Uh, I was eight years old. Yeah. And that movie just, and then I had no idea it was Spielberg until many, many years later. And I went, 
Oh, well, that was done well, I guess. You know, so. It, it, I'm trying to think of movies that I, that, that were like that for me, but like, I don't know, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Uh, I mean, there was a handful of like Sunday afternoon movies that would just come on that I, that I just like, for some stupid reason, and I still love it, it's on Disney Plus, and I watched it, I think I watched it twice mm-hmm. since Disney Plus launched, is My Side of the Mountain. Okay. For some strange reason, I like. Well, I know, and like my mom explained it later on, and she's like, "You watch my side of the mountain every fucking weekend for probably two years," <laughs> and I know why because the kid, you know, do you, do you remember that movie? Nope, don't even know. It. Oh know shit! Uh, it's, a, it's a kid. He's probably like ten or eleven, maybe twelve years old. Finds an old hollow tree on the other side of the mountain from where his where his house, like his parents, like their their like farmstead or whatever, like up in the up in the sticks. Okay. I think it might be Idaho or maybe Washington State or something. And he finds this giant hollowed out tree and turns it into a clubhouse. Well then he gets pissed off and, and runs away. And then he he lives in it for like an entire season. Oh. Yeah. And my mom's like, well that was right around the time where your brother was born. You went from being an only child at seven almost seven years old to having a little brother and you're like, well fuck this. You identified with it. I totally, I get, and I, I, I mean, I did that unconsciously, subconsciously, so mm-hmm. whatever. That's one of them. Uh, for some, and I have no idea why, I just like the science in it, and I like this, and like that. It was, um, the, it's an HBO movie, so it's a TV movie, but it's a little more edgy, and the band played on. Have you ever seen that movie? That one, no. Ridiculous star-studded cast, but it, it came out in the mid-90s, and it has to do with, uh, it's all about the beginning of the AIDS epidemic. Oh, okay. It's a it's a tremendous book, but it's a great movie too. You know, um, it's weird. And then another one. Oh, I'm almost embarrassed to say it. Well, just because it's so nerdy, and it's like one of those things. Like, what fucking twelve year old is into this? But um, uh, shit, I can't think of the the name of the movie of the name of the movie. But it's Alan Rickman playing. Uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. What's it about? The mad, the mad priest, the the Russian priest that was the the fucking Rasputin. Oh, Alan Rickman plays Rasputin in this HBO movie that I can't find fucking anywhere. It's not on DVD. Mm-hmm. It's not streaming anywhere. I know it exists because I can look it up on IMDb, but I have no idea. Like I've seen it probably two dozen times. Every time it came on, I was just enthralled. And I should not have been watching this movie because Rasputin was known, he was notorious for fucking anything that moved and some things that didn't. That explains a lot. It explains a ton. But he was like <laughs> the mad monk. That's, that's, I don't know if that's, a, but that's yeah. his, not mad priest, the mad monk. But uh, yeah, that was one of those stupid things where I had no business being like 12, 13 years old watching mm-hmm. that shit. There's no reason for it. But it, I mean, it's a cool fucking movie. And I'm, st- I still like, the myth and legend and lore surrounding Rasputin because I'm a fucking weirdo and I just sure. like I don't forget that shit 25 years later. I think when you're when you're young when you're when you're that age let's say right at about you know nine ten eleven twelve I mean things that you see and do really imprint on you you know that's why absolutely like for example if I were to be flipping around tonight late on my iPad and I were to, and for some reason the movie Duel were to come up I would go well guess I'm gonna watch Duel. No matter what time it ends tonight. Yeah, no matter what. I, I'm like that. I call that the yeah. Shawshank rule. Yeah. When the Shawshank Redemption comes on, you have to watch it. No matter if you start at five minutes into the movie and it's on network TV, well, you're in for mm-hmm. a fucking three-hour ride, baby. Giddy up. Because 
it, you have to watch it. Like I, I, I'm just compelled to watch Shawshank Redemption. I love the fan. The, the long he was in for the long game to get the fucking yep. get the guy back and to take the money and it was fucking wonderful. It's such a fantastic tale of revenge and redemption and just fucking outstanding. It, of years, like it took years to plan this out and do this yeah. whole thing and, and did it so just perfectly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then notified the authorities and all that shit. At the same time, he got them back and where they shot himself and, you know, he knew he was going to get caught and all that I bullshit. like to think. that how, what is, how does that vo- voiceover go? Morgan Freeman's like, I'd like to think that the last thing that went through Warden Norton's brain, other than that bullet, <laughs> was how the hell Andy Dufresne got one over on him. And then they go into how he did it. Yeah. And like, this fucking movie has another 45 minutes left. It better be good, and it is yep. all of it. It's so good. But that's a Stephen King short story. Yep. Yep. From uh, uh, one of his short story. That's the one that had that. I think Shawshank Redemption is in the same short story, collection of short stories that uh, The Body, which turned into Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. And apt pupil. Stand which, by me. That's a great. Speaking of movies, that's Stand a by fantastic me is movie. Easily one of the greatest movies of all time. Like yeah. I would put it in my top twenty. Have to watch, otherwise you're culturally fucking irrelevant. And that's you know? why I was so pit because of that movie. And then a handful of years later, when River Phoenix basically killed himself, yeah. more or less. It's yeah. like God, fucking damn it. He was he so was, talented. Yeah. And, and and just on track to just kill it. Yep. It was so fucking. He was sad. gonna be well. He was gonna be one of them actors. He was, yeah, and he was yeah. like on the on the right track. Like, yep. well, not obviously not with heroin, but no. Uh, he was. Um, River Phoenix is in a movie, one of my favorite movies, and always flies under the radar. And like, I feel like nobody watched this movie, but for some reason, my folks loved it because we had a. I, it was back in the day when your copies of VHS tapes mm-hmm. were like. 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot and of it, money back then. Mosquito Coast. Yeah. You ever seen that one? Yes. Harrison Ford. That's a great one. Tremendous movie. Yep. And uh, what's his face? Um, River Phoenix. He's he's incredible in it. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, the uh, I don't know. folks, just go watch Mosquito Coast because it's fucking phenomenal. It is such a the, good movie. It is one of the best movies out there, too. And, and I, it was so weird for Harrison Ford to play that role. He was a fucking madman making the ice machine down in the jungle of Mosquitia. Mm-hmm. Like, just cool shit. Really cool shit. Uh, and then River Phoenix died. Yep. Yep. It sucked. You know, there's, a like, a little shrine to him right outside the uh, the club, like, where he died. Oh yeah, yeah. It was there. Uh, let's see, when was the last time I saw? That it? was in. That was uh, what's his face's club. Um, Johnny Depp owned yep. it. It was a Viper room yep. at the time. Yeah, yep. it's fucked up. It fucked is. up. Well, you know what's what's even more fucked up is that it was his brother that found him and called nine one one. Was it morphine? It was, was, it, was it was it legal opioid? Or was it morphine? It was uh, no. It was it was heroin. It was I mean, like heroin, literally well, fucking heroin. Same. Like, yeah. Family. Like street drugs. heroin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks. It's fucking shame. Just because yeah. he would have gone on to do so much cool shit, but eh, whatever. At least his brother took up the mantle and was like, "All right." Because I like I remember like uh, I don't remember the first time I saw Joaquin Phoenix as an adult. I just remember one of my favorite movies, Space Camp. You ever seen Space Camp, Paul? There's no reason you should have watched Space Camp because it was for kids, and it came when it came out. It was meant for like kids kids up to like maybe 13 or 14 and you're like I'm 25 fam- I'm familiar with this yes but i don't remember and i gotta think about the first time i saw river phoenix also 
I got to think about this. I have to go. Look, I have to look at the movies. I have to go look at IMDb and say, "Yep, that was probably it." Right? I there. think it's like for me, it would have been. Uh, it would absolutely would have been. Um, uh, Stand by me. I think it was the first time. I, I mean, mean, Stand by me I came mean, out Phoenix. before I, mean, I should have watched something. Wa- like that. Joaquin Phoenix is what I mean. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, look up. Uh, um, yeah, some um, of the earlier movies with Joaquin. I think Gladiator was the first time I really remember seeing him as an adult. I had to see something before Gladiator with Joaquin. Oh, I know what I saw him. I know what I saw. I never. I already. Yeah. No. We're going way, way back. And Parenthood. Oh, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. in Parenthood. Now he played a kid. He wasn't an adult. He was like fifteen. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. And it, it. Yeah. What was after Parenthood then? Uh, the, the next, next one after Parenthood was uh, Inventing the Abbots. And that was a I remember long that time. movie, but I that didn't was see it. Eight years later, though, Whoa. inventing the Abbots is uh, you. You'd love it because there's Jennifer Connelly in it. Oh, Jennifer Connelly! Yeah, it's about the the kind of rough and tumble brothers that love her blood diamond. Uh, what, yes, oh, she was amazing in blood her diamond. Eyes and eyebrows. We're not talking about Jennifer Connelly oh, and her eyebrows, weirdo. <laughs> God damn it! Oh. Yeah, I don't like I as an adult I don't really remember seeing him until like yeah, 8 mm actually. That's the that's the movie that I remember okay. seeing him in cuz he played the weird porno store. Yeah, he doesn't place. do he's not real prolific. He doesn't do a lot of movies. Yeah, he does uh, everything he does is really fucking good. It's kind of like uh what's his face who's the uh who's the Daniel co- Day- the cobbler, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. Every decade he'll do a movie. Yeah, I mean, he, the guy like has he has more. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis, I think he has like the record for the number of Oscars. It is the male. He, he I think beat, we looked he up Jack, for, Jack Nick, Nicholson. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely beats Jack Nicholas out right. in number of Oscars, which well, is zero. We did look this up. It, it was, this is a big debate. He's got it, like six or something like that. Yeah, and Jack had either four or five, and I think yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is the top. Um, I think he does. He have more like best best actor or actress. Or was there some other, like, years ago? We went through this two years ago, probably last year also. I don't know. Is the most, um, uh, like, in, in, in there would be an actress, let's say, that he would be their mom. I think it was, like, three or four is the top actress who has the best actress. Okay. So, let's uh, see, Academy Award, most awards. But it can't be just like best supporting. We're talking no, about no, the, the no, top, like, the top yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like this. Most awards for a single film. Oh, I'm already going to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love the fact that fucking Lord of the Rings: Return of the King beat out Titanic and Ben fucking her. <laughs> That's your goddamn right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. That was the third one. I don't know. I know. I didn't. I know you're not a big fantasy guy, but. Mm. That third installment was so good. It uh, it was nominated for 17 and won 16. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So look uh, at Mr. Uh, Lewis. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I wonder how much a pair of shoes would cost for Mr. Lewis. <laughs> it's funny that... Is it in Ireland? Is that where I he's at? I think it's in Wales, I think. Oh, really? Oh, Maybe, where he's like. Daniel Day Lewis has a fucking shoe. I always want to repair. Does he make shoes or does he? He's just, a cobbler, he... so he repairs and probably makes shoes. Probably makes uh, a pair it's of not shoes a shoe shine stand, which would be. <laughs> Go get your fucking shine box. Wouldn't you <laughs> love to just walk up to him? He's like, I don't have a shine box no more, Teddy. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> now go get your fucking shine box, Danny. I, I don't want to say that to Daniel Day Lewis because no. he probably 
He's done a couple boxing movies, which means he really knows how to box, so he'd probably beat the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, animated feature. Acting. Catherine Hepburn. Oh, yeah. She's up there, right? She's She has four. That's that's a lot. That's four for acting. Okay, so. Okay. I, I, no. No, no. no, you shut your mouth. Years ago, I had this friend of mine who could actually do a really good Axl Rose impersonation at karaoke, right? Okay. So I asked him, like, how the hell did you do that? He goes, well, you basically just do <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> you sing Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. It's, That's sound, what you it's do. so fucking. And then he did, like, a weird demonstration, which I won't uh, do for you people because it's not fair. Um, awards for debut acting director. Big five winners. What is this? Oh, yeah, the big five. Three films have received the big five Academy Awards. Best Picture, Director, Actor, Actress, and Screenplay, which is It Happened One Night, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and The Silence of the Lambs. That's a great movie, Silence of the Lambs. Right? Okay. But I uh, think it's, it's kind of hard to find because there's so many awards out there and different things, but it's hard to find. Like the t- If you're just to Google that, I don't know, the top actor award-winning best actor. Um, it, it doesn't just pop right up. You have to kind of dig. Best actor, Oscar record. Number one, Jack Nicholson with three wins and 12 nominations. Daniel Day-Lewis is number two with two act, best actor awards. Oh, excuse me. With, that's not true. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, he's number two with three wins and six nominations. I don't think that's right. I think he's, that's old information. Is it? Okay. I, th- I think it is. All right, all right. Could you just Google how many Best Actor awards? I, I, I finally found a Wikipedia article that's pertinent to the discussion. Okay. List of actors with two or more Academy Awards in acting categories. Okay. Okay. As of 2020, 43 actors and actresses have received two or more Academy Awards in acting categories. Katherine Hepburn leads the, the way with four Best Actress awards. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Meryl Streep, and Jack Nicholson all have three. Oh, God, I thought it would be more with Lewis because like, yeah. it would be, if you go through it, you go to the, uh, the, uh, the Mohicans movie. The last, the, the last of the Mohicans? I think the Flight of the, the Mohicans. Mo- <laughs> the Flight of the Mohicans? <laughs> the Cry of the Mohicans? <laughs> the Trail of the Mohicans? What, like? The drive through of the Mohicans, I don't know. The, the second the, to the last of the Mohicans, part two, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That's but actually anyway, a far side cartoon. Did he win last Mohicans? How about that? My left foot or whatever the fuck. My red shoe. My red. <laughs> such a dick. You're just totally making fun of handicapped people. I know. Uh, and then Lincoln. And then uh, There Will Be Blood. I mean, there's a bunch of. I swear he, he won There Will Be Blood. Lincoln. Last of Mohicans. That's three right there, right? Was that it? He won for My Left Foot, okay. My Left Foot, There Will Be Blood, and Lincoln. Uh, He's been nominated six times, but he's only won three times. So not The Last of the Mohicans. Right. So Jack has three also. From what? One, one Flew one Over the over. Cuckoo's Nest, As Good As It Gets, and then Terms of Endearment. Okay. Meryl Streep has Sophie's Choice, The Iron Lady, Kramer versus Kramer. Are there any more males that have three? Uh, No. Just Jack and... Uh, Daniel. Daniel Day-Lewis. Interesting. It's very interesting. But the thing, if you look at it, though, like, um, it's, I don't know. I don't think Jack Nicholson should count because it's best, he's best supporting actor is what he won for, uh, for um, Terms of Endearment. 
Oh, what but he only has two best actor. Okay, so Daniel Day Lewis. So does Daniel Day Lewis does have him beat out because he has three best actor mm-hmm. awards and nothing else. Okay, so I, I thought that was correct, but then I also thought it was four or maybe even five movies that he was. It, was he nominated for best actor in Last of Mohicans? Moccasins. <laughs> That's <laughs> the last of my my left moccasin. <laughs> I broke Joe. It's been a it's been a number of episodes, but I broke Joe. <laughs> You're so fucking awful. I would watch that crossover. My left, my left foot crossed over with Last of the Mohegans. It was like my <laughs> my left moccasin. <laughs> that would be a good mashup. Someone someone should put that together. They. <laughs> You're the worst shit, Paul. Oh, oh my God. Terrible. I can't breathe. <laughs> my left <laughs> I can't even oh. unthink it. I wanna not <laughs> I wanna not think about my left moccasin. You're gonna have dreams about moccasins probably tonight. I had moccasins. I lived in Texas. When I was a kid. We actually used to buy moccasins. No, we definitely had them. Like Did you flannel have those too? Line, flannel lines. Like how they were like house slippers. Okay. No, I didn't. We had like leather ones with. These were leather. Like, yeah, these were leather. Okay. Like on the outside and like flannel or fleece on the inside. Okay. Oh my god, my left moccasin. Anyway, I really You're thought it was such a dick. I really thought it was four. I thought Jack had three, and Daniel Day Lewis had four, but that's not correct. Well, now I kind of wonder what he has, what the, what the six are. Um, Wait, who, what the six? He, uh, Daniel Day Lewis has been nominated six times. Oh, and won there you three go. Times. Let's look that up. Yeah. That would be good. Um, oh, you know, you know, somebody's prolific when they have the separate, a separate Wikipedia article for their accomplishments. Yikes. Does he have one of those? Yeah. He's done other stuff other than make shoes. <laughs> Yeah, but he's won a ton of different awards for acting. Oh, that like you BAFTAs mean. and things like that. I gotcha. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. You have you found oh, it yet? No, not yet. I'm I'm working on it. This is hard to do research on the fly like this and, and keep it interesting. I apologize. That's all right. You can't just find out what the that doesn't just pop right up to if you just do Daniel Day Lewis Daniel Day Lewis Best Actor nominations. Well, it's not it's not that simple. It, I it's know, not, it it's not collated like that. You know, it's just not. Okay, Academy Awards nominated in the name of the Father, Gangs of New York, Phantom New York. Thread, yeah. Those are the three that he was nominated for, and he lost. Like, okay, so name of the fa- we were just talking about this last week. You know, in the name of the father came out in what year? Nineteen ninety four. Who did he lose? He was nominated for best actor. He lost to rah, rah, Tom Hanks for Philadelphia. How about the last of the moccasins? He wasn't even nominated. <laughs> he wasn't even nominated for my left moccasin. <laughs> he was nominated for Gangs of New York, and he lost to Adrian Brody, and that was the, okay, the, the pianist. So I came really out. fucked up. I assumed he would have been nominated, or was he the 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 number one actor in in uh, the Last of the Mohicans? I I don't fucking know. I, was he like the the guy? I don't even I don't even remember this movie a lot of. I just but I thought that he was 
strong in it and the the top guy. I honestly haven't seen Last of the Mohicans in a very, very long time. It's been time. a long time for me, too. A long time. Uh, Let's see. I don't think it was even, like, nominated or anything for anything. Wait. Oh, it won an Academy Award for Best Sound. Last of the Mohicans, that yeah, was it? Yeah, that's it. Not even best score, wow. which is so, it's a great score. So, so in my brain, I'm thinking this movie was much more powerful and, and important, quote-unquote, than yeah, it uh, was. Apparently. All right. It, uh, yeah, like I'm I'll trying try to, to think. I'll try to erase that. Because it was Madeline Stowe, Russell Means, and nobody, West Studi, you know. I feel like West Studi had just as much screen time in that in that movie that uh, than uh, than uh, Daniel Day Lewis had. So yeah. I don't know. It's a tragedy. It is. Sorry, the man's only had three fucking Oscars. Right. I I can't believe that he was that he got beat out for Gangs of New York, which is still today one of my favorite fucking movies. I wonder if people even uh, contact him very much at all. Like, the, you know, if they do a screenplay or a movie, they go, you know, this is a great movie and screenplay, but. Probably it's not great enough for Daniel Day Lewis to even look at. I mean, I wonder, how many, I wonder how many. It's just going to interest me if you're like a top fucking notch actor. How many things come across your desk or in your inbox from, hey, check this out. You know, look at this movie, man. What do you think about doing it? What do you well, think? usually they have a publicist or an agent that, that usually that, I think filters, the agent it out. filters that shit out. Yeah, because there's right. always going to be a, a ton of bullshit that people send to you well you're gonna now, have to have somebody do that for sure now you know how bill murray ha- handles it this is interesting he's done this for over 20 years bill murray doesn't have an agent okay bill murray has a phone number that if you get a hold of it you leave him a message mm-hmm. and tell him the idea for your you know what your script or your screenplay or whatever your idea for the movie is and then leave your contact info and he might contact you back well that's why bruce uh hmm. bruce not bruce my god my brain is fogged. Bruce Jenner? Not Bruce Jenner. No. Bruce Springsteen. Stop. It's not Bruce. I said Bruce, and I don't know uh, why. I don't know where Bruce came from. It came from the dark recesses of my brain. Because you've, you've had a stroke, like that picture you sent? I'm afraid I might have. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I went to the dance and had a stroke. Oh, God damn it. I did. Okay, so I had my first. Let, let's talk about so There's some real talk toward the tail end of this here. Sure. Okay. Yeah, Joe texts me and goes, man, I got this tooth problem. I got a fucking tooth problem. It was Sunday evening. I was like, oh, my mouth kind of hurts. That's not fucking good. And I knew I had bit down on like a piece of granola or something. And and then it just got, it slowly got worse and worse and worse. And ibuprofen 800s wouldn't even fucking, weren't even taking the edge off. And you and described it, all this it, to me and how it looked. And it was a filling that was there. And I went, yep. I think this sounds like a root canal. You want to know yep. why? I guess that because I've had about. Because you've. Eight of them. I don't know. A lot. I've had very few issues with my mouth. Now, granted, the issues I have had were fucking severe, but mm-hmm. it was like that one wisdom tooth that cracked. Right. That was that I ended up having to have pulled, which is, you know, who cares? Uh, and I've had, I, now that I think about it, I think I've had three fillings in my entire life. So I, I was going to explain to you my, the problem with my teeth. I think I was going to tell you I had issues, but what it is is my uh, teeth, most of my molars and stuff, where it had very, very deep canyons like super uh-huh. deep and i had a feeling and i was very very young and the dentist said well you're gonna probably get more because just the way your mouth it gets down in there and sugars do their thing and it starts and you can't to, there's just no way to get and it that's cleaner. what i had when i was younger just filling 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 and then pretty soon yeah. those turn into deeper and root canals and crowns and probably half my teeth are not original wow 
I don't that may be a little exaggeration, but it's it's not like two or three. Right. It's a handful. Well, I finally uh, to their credit and I'll I'll give them a shout out on on the podcast because they they deserve it. Uh I was able to get into uh Dr. Mangelsdorf's uh office. Mhm. Tuesday morning, like I called them at seven fifteen, seven thirty, just in the off chance somebody might be in the office early, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know they don't open. To, they it says that they're they didn't open till eight, but somebody was there, and I God love her, she's just so fucking amazing. I'm in so much pain. I'm like delirious because I've been up all night and I didn't sleep very well the day before because I couldn't. You, nobody can sleep when you have mouth pain. No, like it doesn't bad. work. Like it's the worst kind of pain. So, uh. A call and I was like, "Yeah, my name's Joe. I need to do this. I have an emergency. I'm in a lot of pain. Da, 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 da. I think I cracked a filling. Blah blah blah." She's like, "Okay, well, I don't. I, I'm kind of working on the schedule for today, and we had a couple cancellations. I may be able to get you in today. Could I have your number so I can call you back?" And I said, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay. My last name is Fellers." Da, da, da. And she stopped me. She goes, "Joe, it's Sheena. Ryan Gray. It's Ryan Graves' wife." Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, Sheena, how are you? She's like, are you are you okay? And I'm like, honey, I'm in so much fucking pain right now. Like I've never felt pain like this before, and I've passed kidney stones. Mm-hmm. This is so bad. Oh, the whole side of my face is swollen. I can't hardly see out of my left eye. And she's like, just get on down here. Fill out new. You're gonna fill out new patient paperwork. We're gonna get you in right at eight thirty. Fuck. That like, worked out well. Hour. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now I didn't get everything done that day, but I came back because they had to squeeze me in. But then the next day they got me in. I got a temporary filling in now. It's all it's well. Uh, the first day though, they got rid of the pain though, right? The, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yes. I was I was in some pain, but uh, honestly, what what should have what I should have done the first day, and I, I just fucked up because I, I was I was so tired. Because what I did is I was uh, didn't sleep well on Monday. Went in Monday night to work. Got off work Tuesday morning, and was in in such bad fucking shape from being tired and my mouth hurting and everything like. I I was like damn near delirious, and I forgot to go to Walgreens to get my prescription for uh, oh, for antibiotics. Because that's where a lot of the pain comes from. Once they kill the nerve, right. the only pain is just from the swelling from the infection. Mm-hmm. So like, and I know that. And literally one fucking double dose, because that first dose of antibiotics, you know, you're supposed to take two. Mm-hmm. That double dose within six or seven hours of that, so I was like, I had out. no fucking pain anymore. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, because I was doing the Tylenol. Tylenol, I hate Tylenol. I used to come to find out now that I'm older, Tylenol doesn't wreck my stomach like it used to. Imagine 100 years ago, 200 years ago, having this shit. No, yeah, no shit. Well, it's, it's 200 years, or even 100 years ago, you could just right. go and buy laudanum. So you just get like tincture right. of morphine and but get I mean, fucking your wasted. mouth starts rotting away and there's yeah. fucking teeth get lost. I mean, just, it just, yeah. that's the way it goes. All I can think of is that scene in Castaway. Oh yeah, when he takes the skate and just in the rock, boom. and you're just like he passes out from the pain. Yeah, I tell you, I had one of those moments where I, uh, I thought I had the pain managed. I was taking a shower, getting ready to. What was I going to do? I think I was going to work on like Monday night. Get in the shower. I'm like, oh man, I'm like this is good. I'm not in that much pain. That's good. And then I like because br- I brush my teeth in the shower and I put my mouth open to get some water from the shower head. Uh-oh. To spit it out, yeah, and I almost fucking passed. I've, I've a little thing hit it. Yeah. I've never had that. Yeah, just the temperature yeah. difference. I'm telling you, Paul. Like just thinking about it just gives me fucking chills oh, because it hurts so bad. So I find I know I'm not the first fucking man baby to have a fucking root canal, but it was a new experience for me because I've never had that much work done to my teeth before. I've never needed it. Mm-hmm. 
But man, when he was getting in there, Ruder fucking. Well, you were coming to me, and I'm going, yeah, it's no big deal. I've had about a half a dozen, I don't know, or more, or whatever. Like, yeah, those could do this and do that, and you you kept asking me questions about how it goes, and I went, I don't know, I'm just so used to it now. It's the like, cool thing was is that Jesse, the the doc, you know, he he was he's like, I know you work in healthcare. Are you curious? Do you want to know about this? You want me to just breeze through it? I'm like, no, dude, tell me what you're doing. Uh-huh. Show me the nerve when you pull it out. He's like, you fucking weirdo, <laughs> like. I I can tell like that that uh, assess, his assistant was looking at me like this fucking this guy's weird, <laughs> he's weird, but like uh, I just like pulled put my finger up one time and I was like, can you dab my face because I had fucking dro- I was drooling onto right. my shirt, right. but I didn't want to bother him because they were like in the middle of the you know procedure. Sure, and he's like, you know, you can tell me. To just like dab the drool. That's what Her she's there for. Suction and if, something. Of course, his assistant's like, she's like, that's not the only thing I'm here for. And, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, she also uh, polishes all the equipment and it's really nice. And she's just like, <laughs> she gave him a look like, go oh, fuck yourself. It was, I liked their banter. Like it really yep. lightened thing, uh, the, 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 the mood mm-hmm. of uh, a situation that normally people really hate. Right. And uh, he asked me before, he was like, do you want any Valium or Ativan? Do you have any, you know, any issues with dentistry or anything? I'm like, no, man. My only issue is I'm in a lot of fucking pain right now, and I haven't make that slept very well. Yeah. yeah, I haven't slept very well in two and a half days. Mm. And he's like, all right, man. Well, let's get in there and just get this shit done. And yeah, so now I'm like, fuck. I like all I could think of was all the times I took advantage. I was like, I fucking took it for granted. All those times I didn't have mouth pain, I took it for fucking granted. Yep. Now, I do you fu- have a temporary crown right now? Or I just have a temporary filling. Temporary I don't even filling, have a crown. Okay. Yeah, temporary filling. Okay. Yeah, it's and and my tooth is ground down. There is one. I'm kind of not super happy about it, but I understand why. On the inside, mm-hmm. the way it's ground down is razor fucking sharp. Yeah, yeah, that happens. And that I'm kind of. You kinda, can't stop fucking with it. Yeah, you and can't I, stop feeling. Going, oh, yep, still sharp, still fucking sharp. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna have a mouthful of blood for the next two weeks. It's yep. fine. Whatever. I got gum cancer. <laughs> we have to watch Clerks because the salsa shark scene <laughs> that cracked me up. Right the on whole, the the whole he does the whole thing. He's like <laughs> chips chip, go into chip goes in the salsa. <laughs> sharks in the salsa. Salsa shark. <laughs> and he has a Dorito where it was triangular and he's moving it around in the salsa. It's funny as hell. Like it's a I, shark fin. <laughs> I feel I feel like we we've been friends for fucking seven, eight, nine years, something like that, and we, I've never made you watch clerks. Like people don't understand that. Nah, not people pe- most people that I hang out with now. My friend, my old school friends, like if you were to ask them, how many times do you think Joe has seen a Kevin Smith movie? And they're gonna be like, he's seen all of them at least fifty times. And I'm not joking. This is what we used to do. I should just throw on Clerks or Mallrats or Dogma or Chasing Amy and just throw it on the TV and just walk around the house clean, do sure. whatever. Just kind of on the like, background. It's like background music or something. Exactly. Yeah. For real. Like, and, and then when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out in 2001, I was like, oh, fuck. This is going to be insane. So me and all my dipshit friends, we all went to Laughlin to go see it. And... It was incredible. It was incredible. I know, and no other movie in history that I'd ever heard of tied a whole universe of movies together. I've never seen that before. That's not like fucking Star Wars or Lord right. of the Rings or Star Trek or that something you like know that. is gonna that right. It's designed to, where there's yeah. four movies with completely separate plots, but mm-hmm. with some things in a handful of little things, you know, settings, right, and things like that in common. That, and then have one movie that's super hokey jokey that references all those other movies that has everybody in it because. 
George Carlin makes a come like he he shows up as the 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 priest. No, no, he doesn't show up as a priest. Oh. He's a he's a hitchhiker. Oh, and he, he, and he goes, not not to. Hey, no, you got to respect really, the yeah. rules of the road, you know. Yeah. If it gets me halfway across the country, sure, I'll take a shot in the mouth. Like he fuck, he's <laughs> blowing truck drivers to get across the country. Shot the mouth. I'll take a shot in the mouth, and then uh, later on, he's like, "That's the rules of the road, kids." And then like Jay and Silent Bob are hitchhiking to Hollywood, so this nun picks them up, and it's Carrie Fisher playing it. <laughs> Carrie Fisher playing a nun is hilarious, anyway. Yeah. And she's like, "Do you?" Uh, do you boys follow the rules of the road? And she was just, she was trying to preach at them. <laughs> and Jay's like, like in, yeah. a, like in a real way that a nun would do. Yes. Yeah. And, and Jay's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll follow the rules of the road. And they're in the, and you just see him like his, like from the front of the car, you can see his face just go down on this nun's lap. <laughs> and she's like, get out of here. And he kicks him out of the car. And he's like, man, we need to get some money together. No, I, I want to take a real car. No more Harry Bush nuns. I'm not going down on anybody just to get to Hollywood. And then they look at the screen and they're like, oh, we're not going down on anybody to go to get to Hollywood. And they look at the screen, they break the fourth wall and then just move on. Like Kevin Smith knew about Harvey Weinstein way before fucking this modern day shit was going on. This mm-hmm. was like going on in the nineties, right? Anyway, we need to watch Clerks. Like we have to. It's Friday I, night. I'm it's eight o'clock. Clerks. It's an hour and a half long. I don't even know where you can stream it. I don't know either. I don't even know. Like I just know every minute of every dialogue. It looked pretty goddamn fucking, funny it's, though. It's funny. It's fun. It's juvenile. Like sure. it's, it was made by a twenty-two year old. You know, right? And he maxed out his. You know, he maxed out his credit cards. Cool. To make it. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. That's kind of what like, uh, to what uh, Sylvester Stallone did with Rocky. You know, he yeah. really was in the serious debt He's, with that thing. He, uh, Sylvester Stallone sold his dog as part of the, one of the things that he sold to try and get Rocky made. Yeah. So he sold his dog, and then when he made a shitload of money, he went back and bought the dog back from the same guy that he sold it to. <laughs> like, that's... And... Sylvester Stallone's a good actor. Yeah, he is. Like he, yeah. he people want to shit on him, but like he's he's a really good actor. Well, it's kind of those funky, goofy, freaking what's the bullet fucking thing? He's got a you know the 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 main poster. I don't know what what's like. He's got a, got his aviators the main on bullet poster. I don't know. He's what's that goofy movie where he's like a detective or what the fuck ever he is. Stop or my mom will shoot. No. <laughs> With Estelle Getty. That's a classic. No, when Estelle Getty washes his fucking, yes. like his gun in the sink. Uh, no. Uh, over the top. No, no. <laughs> hey, as, that was a a good tr- movie. as a truck driver's son, absolutely right. over the top. This, this is not, this is what, he's got like a, like a, like a toothpick in his mouth and he's got, it shows his face. And he's I got know, like a uh-huh. automatic, uh, uh, you know, handgun. I'm letting you arrive at it organically. <sighs> I don't know. Cobra. Thank you. You're welcome. Like that kind of, that's probably why he's giving him a bunch of shit was like for Cobra. Yeah, but like for every Cobra, there's there's Rocky, the first Rambo right. movie, which the like all the subsequent Rambo movies are trash. Right. But the first like Rambo, like First Blood, like that fucking what that's a very good great yeah. movie. And the subsequent Rocky ones are pretty goddamn good. Yeah, there's not a bad Rocky movie. I never saw the most recent one where he's like old retired. Yeah. He's the co- I never saw it's really that. good. Yeah, I heard heard it was Creed really and Creed Two, and then yep. Rocky. Like it's it's they're all real. They're really good. Yeah, and that's a franchise that he he protects. Like he's not going to do a shitty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure it's kind of like uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Right. Which uh, how old is Sylvester? He's in his seventies now. Probably. Golly, he's got to be. He's 
He remember uh, when he was coming back from Australia and he got got busted with all the fucking human growth hormone and all sorts of shit. Yeah, it's. Uh, I bet he's. I mean, not if he's. I bet he's seventy. Can't be. Much I'm going to say he's seventy three. Okay. He is seventy four. Ooh. He'll be. He'll be seventy five this summer. Man. Wow. Yikes. He was married to Brigitte Nielsen. The guy that that music. Yeah, you know, I mean the the soundtrack in Rocky was fucking excellent. What? You're just your your obsession with Rocky, and I, I, I understand where it comes from, so I shouldn't laugh at I, it. I, t- I, t- like, I think I told the story already, so yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was years ago on here. Right. You watched obsessively watched Rocky because it kind of it got you through your parents' divorce. It, it really did. It was like yeah, just drop me off at the theater. I want to watch this. And it was like because it was like you know he made it made it somehow. Yeah, you know? and he, yeah, yeah. No, I all get that it. Kind of crap. Yeah, and it is kind of funny. No, you totally can identify with with that. I I yeah. to- I completely understand it. I just. Like, uh, I don't have a movie like that. I don't have a movie that got me through my parents' divorce. <laughs> you needed one. No, I, I should have. Maybe right. That's why I'm all fucked up. No, no that's what you needed a Rocky. That's what you needed. I needed a Rocky. I didn't get a Rocky. I got Goonies, which I'm okay <laughs> oh, with. I still fucking, dude, Goonies are good enough. I love Goonies. Yeah. It's one of the be- best movies of all time. And if you argue with me, then you can get off this podcast. Right. <laughs> I remember I used to go to Six Flags by myself, too. I remember riding my bike. Occasionally, just to go to Six Flags by myself, like like the like the OG Music Six Flags, yeah, yeah, no shit in Arlington, Texas. I, I didn't do it a bunch, but I went a couple. I had a season pass. I guess I you know worked and got a season pass, and then I would go with my friends a lot. But then I thought, I kind of want. I was doing nothing. Let's say I said if I can just ride my bike to Six Flags, not that many miles away, and go to a few rides, have a season pass, and then ride back, and no one really even know what I fucking did. Have you always <laughs> been a loner? Kinda, sorta. No shit. Like that's like that's some weird. Not it's not weird. It, I, I, sh- I don't mean to call you weird. It's I understand. Unusual. It's out, it's out yeah. of character for somebody that age. It's kind of like what we were talking about on the break. Was, folks. I don't know if you know this, and I don't think any less of him for it. But Paul's not a Star Wars fan. Keeping in I mind, don't hate he was, Star Wars. Right, but you're just not. <clears> but <throat> but the thing is, is that you are the prime demographic. You were a teenage boy in 1977 in yep. America. And you just weren't into Star Wars. But why would, like, Star Wars to me was an escape because I was living just, like, boring Midwest bullshit. Like, that. you know what I mean? So, like, right. I, and I had a cousin who was older than me that watched Star Wars, and I was exposed to it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it was an escape. For you, your escape was flying fucking gliders at the same age. <laughs> like, I was, yeah. I, I was lucky if I built a ramp that didn't fucking break my arm. But you I were getting up. I remember doing that shit, too. I, I would build ramps, and we would our neighborhoods would get together and yeah. jump, jump the ramps and stuff. Jump too. the ramps, do stupid yeah. shit. Oh, God. God damn it. Did All you, those bad wrecks and shit everybody would have. I, I never broke anything. I, I wrecked a few times, but my friends wrecked more than I did. I was a little bit more conservative than they were. I, I went pretty far. The longest jump I did when I was, let's say, 12 years old was uh, like 14 feet and 6 inches or something like that. I remember measuring it, which was uh, pretty— In the air? Oh, no. No. For, uh, the, distance, which like distance it's not wise. that long right now, but it was pretty good for, you know, for, these shitty for fucking— For a 10-year-old. Non-suspension fucking yeah. bikes and stuff. And I remember—this I remember this is a funny moment, too. This is imprinted on me now that I think about it. I remember going under some bridge uh, underpasses with my father, and it gives you the height of the bridge. It spells it out. You know, it says— yeah. four, four. I remember seeing some of those that were less than I jumped. Than the distance I'm that going, you dumped? I've jumped further than that. <laughs> I remember just that's pretty cool. That's yeah, that's wild. weird how you remember shit like that. that. It's just odd. We talk about imprinting things when you're younger. So there you go. 
Uh oh, odd. The things. spawn text me. I'm I'm at a restaurant that only serves RC cola. I love this town. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Do you know what she sent me? Like, what's the? I want to know what the for, restaurant is. In this is in Tucson. It's folks. all over Tucson. Uh, Coca Cola doesn't have a foothold. Neither does Pepsi down there. Huh? Yeah. You. It's uh uh Khalil but, Khalil Bottling Company has it, it, they they've kept the big the big the, sharks out for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Which restaurant? I mean, is it like a local restaurant that's kind of a cool restaurant? Uh, maybe could be a Taco Bell. We need to go. <laughs> we need to go down to. Uh, you have a Pepsi owns Taco Bell, don't they? Yes, Pepsi that was Bell. the joke. Uh, get it? Oh, it's funny. Uh, we need to go to Tucson because I want to see Noam Chomsky. Right? We got to see him before that. We got to see him before he fucking turns He's into a mummy. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Go maybe this will be the year. Oh, did I just fuck it up? Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Casa Molina. I've never heard of it. Sounds ethnic. Sounds Irish. <laughs> Clearly, it's corned beef tacos. <laughs> Portia's like, oh, God, guess what's on Netflix? And then she just sent, this is last night, she sent me, like, midnight. Mm-hmm. She's like, guess what's on Netflix? And then she just sent me the gif. Uh, oh, yeah, you don't like musicals, but it's from Les Mis. Oh, okay. It's, uh, uh, uh what is it? 24601. Who am I? 24601. There I are a few musicals that I, I watch. Do you like Les Mis? I've seen Les Mis. I'm not a huge fan of Les Mis. I just, How dare you? I know. But there was one I want to see. Remember, we saw the uh, the trailer just now that uh, it was going to be coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. The one about, I think it's called The Heights. The yeah. one that's about yep. Washington Heights and the gentrification there. That yep. like that, that looks really fucking good. It's like a really cool movie. I, yeah. it's, it's funny. You love music and you love movies, but you're not a big fan of musicals. Like, do you like Rent? Uh, no. God damn it. It's just, it's, it has Rocky to, Horror has Picture Show. To be in the right mood. Now that's 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 a good movie because that okay. was oh it's kind of a cult classic kind of thing whatever you want to call it. So is Rent. I know. You know how many fucking Tony Awards. I, I can't know. even. I can't even talk to you right now about Fine. this. Like it fucking bothers. This show me. is over anyway. This episode. This, this episode is not over because you need to acknowledge that there are good musicals out there. There are. Yes, there are. Lay Miz is fucking one of them. Right. Like The Sound of Music. Oklahoma. Okay, we're getting into some good territory here. Okay, okay. Right, so, uh, oh, what's a... If I were a rich man... Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, Fiddler, yeah, Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> what was the... Uh, that sounds kind of like, <laughs> kinda like uh, uh, Crash Test Dummies. We were... Uh, oh, we, we, we saw... Joe said, like, Joe, Joe said like the word Crash Dummy. went, oh, Crash Test Dummies. And I'm thinking, that's the only... And then, I, I said Test Dummies. I was right. talking about all the people that, that have... All of us that have gotten vaccinated. Right, that's It's a huge data set. So you had like a billion people to pull from. You're like, okay, that's a good data set. We're a bunch of test dummies, and that's good for pushing forward technology. And you're like, and I like. Once there was a boy who got into an accident and couldn't come to school and where. I haven't. <laughs> I can't believe I know all the words to that. You said you karaoke it. You said I did karaoke it, but like I, it's I. That was ten years ago. No, that was, uh, yeah, folks, if you've never heard of kamikaze karaoke, it's where you a group of friends, hopefully your friends. Um, and they you, make you go do, yeah. Well, you put in someone else's name in a song. You pick other songs for other people. So the funny thing is, is like you can, it's it can be really funny, but remember, you don't get too fucking cocky because that somebody's going to be like, oh, somebody always ends up being the cocky one and they get like, they have five people are like, 
Joe has to sing this song, this song, this song, this like, song, like a virgin Which, or something. Like a virgin, yeah. I had to, I had to sing a uh, some, some Britney Spears. It was, it was, no, it was or... a Britney Spears song. I can't remember what it was, but toxic was it toxic? It wasn't toxic. <laughs> it was it it, it it I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But anyway, but the the crash test dummies that mm, 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 song, <laughs> which is literally the title. Uh, they're like, all right, Joe. Next up is Joe. Come on up, and then uh, I. Uh, the guys that I was hanging with, they knew that I could sing because I'd like sung on stage with them before, like in their band or like fucked around at practice. And or your whatever. baritone voice actually matches this song. Right. And they didn't, I don't think they knew that because they'd never heard me sing something like that. So then mm-hmm. it was like, once there wasn't in there, people were like, what the fuck? Who fucking knows the words to this song? And who knows the, like, who knows I, how to sing it that well? I wonder, me, baby. I wonder me. how many years it's been since I've heard that song all the way through. I, I don't know. It could be over a decade. I guarantee you it's been more than 20 years since I've heard the entire song other than that time I sang it yeah. at karaoke. Like, other than that time, it's been since the 90s. Did they have any other song? No. That was no. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. It's not like a, they're one of those bands that were a one-hit wonder that, that stayed a one-hit wonder, and that's kind of a shame because a guy had like a unique sound. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you have – and just the way the machine works, you get bands like fucking Dave Matthews who should have been a one-hit wonder, and then they just keep touring. So I told Joe if and when Sporties opens back up, I'm going to find the mm-hmm <laughs> song, and I'm going to play that at Sporties. Just because I hope Toriana shuts the fucking ju- jukebox off. She's like, I don't want to hear that. I'm like, all right, because she uh, she told me that she's like, you have shit taste in music. I'm like, that is fucking incorrect. You are wrong. And she's like, yeah, I'm the bartender. And so I just went outside, downloaded the app, and I started playing a bunch of. I played Hanson, and I played all these like, hor- like the Macarena like four times, and just stacked it to you. I spent electric spent, slide probably. I, no, okay. Even cert- there's certain sins that I won't commit, and okay. fuck the electric slide. Although, <laughs> there was a show I, that was on the other day. Or, or I saw it was a YouTube channel or something, and it talked to bartenders. It was the same topic. It was like these are we're talking to these bartenders about the worst songs ever that they get so sick of. Oh, because they're I, working for hours and it's like two and three in the morning, and oh my fucking god! It's usually god. Journey, Black yeah. Velvet. Yeah, if I hear this uh, song one more fucking time, yeah, I'm just Yamo uh, burn this place to the ground. <laughs> Yamo be there. Yamo be there. If I have to hear Yamo be there one more fucking time, I'm gonna Yamo burn this place to the ground. <laughs> she goes, I'm like, get back to work. Paul Rudd in in. Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin is just fucking incredible. I think Paul Rudd on Between Two Ferns is the best one of Between Two Ferns that there is. It's either... It, it's a toss-up, though, between him and Steve Carell. That, that's where a good, Steve Carell turns into a real dick, which apparently in real life, he's like the sweetest guy. But mm-hmm. for him to like flip the script on himself and just be like... Uh, I've heard the camera as 10 pounds. How, how many cameras did you eat? Like, just say, these fucks. Up. And then, like, you have this real moment between the two of them. Like, Alf Nagy's like, okay, I, if I lose too much weight, they don't think I'm funny. And I gain too much weight, then I'm fat. And I'm like, that's that's real shit. That is real shit that happens in Hollywood to fucking medium-sized guys. Right. Or just, you know, average-sized men. So there, anyway, there, there's also, a, a, of course, they do have the Paul Rudd takeouts for Between Two Ferns. Yeah. It's fucking, it's goddamn hilarious. All right, we'll have to watch that. We'll watch that right now. We yeah. Are we done? I think we're done. And the cat is back right. on the table, so the we're done. The cat is back on the table. All right, Poncho, go away. That kid is back on the escalator. That's from <laughs> Mallrats. Mall All right, rats, thank yeah. you, folks. Good night. <laughs>